0: Today, I want to give you a practical tool how to break bad habits, how to develop good habits, how to use this knowledge to change ourselves. Let us say that you have the habit of gluttony overeating. And no matter how many New Year resolutions you made, you were not able to stick to it. So that is a vice. That is the bad habit you want to give up. Now how to change it? How to break that habit? First of all, you make a list of all the pain you will get by changing that habit. Oh, I will not be able to eat that deep fried parantha, and I will not be able to enjoy the sweet gulam jamun. Make a list of all the pain you will get by changing. Make a list of all the pleasure you get by indulging. My teeth, when they get into that food, I really get the divine bliss. Make a list. These are the two reasons why you are not giving up. The pleasure from continuing, the pain from changing. That is what it is. We are all pleasure seekers. And we have decided there is pleasure in this and there is pain in giving it up. Now make list three and four. All the pleasure I will get if I give up this habit. I will get good health. My weight will come under control. My knee pain will go away. The risk of diabetes will reduce. Make a whole list, well thought out completely. This is the pleasure. And number four, make a list of the pain you will get if you don't change. If I don't change, then in old age, I will have this problem and my joints will become like this and my health will deteriorate and my back will become like that. Make a full list. Now you have to convince yourself about three and four. If your intellect can be convinced, that three and four are bigger than one and two. In other words, the pain of not changing and the pleasure of changing is bigger than the pain of changing and the pleasure of continuing. You will change. See Those who have good eating habits, how do they do it? Is it that their tongue doesn't like to eat good things? No. But they have convinced their intellect that real happiness lies in a proper diet. This is called Shreya. There are two kinds of happiness talked of in the Kathopanishad. Preya and Shreya. Prayer is that happiness which is sweet now and it will become like poison afterwards. Shreya is that happiness that is like poison now, but it will become sweet afterwards. So the Kathopanishad says, what are you going to choose, prayer or Shreya? See, that is the whole fight between the parents and the children, isn't it? The children want prayer. I want to play my video games. I don't want to study. What will you do after 20 years? I will not become old. I'll stay young. So there's a saying in Hindi, Aamle ka khaya aur badon ka kaha baad mein pata chalega. You know, the Amla, the Indian gooseberry, it's got the vitamin C of 10 oranges. You take an Amla a day and all keep viruses away. But if you take it, it is bitter. So the child doesn't want to take it. So the mother says, look, beta, you take it, the benefit you will get later on. Very interestingly, after two minutes itself, it gives you a sweet taste in the mouth. So similarly, the mother tells the child that what I am advising you, you will come to know later on, the benefits. It is said that there are three stages in life. The first stage is, my dad can beat your dad. The second stage is, oh dad, you don't know anything. And the third stage is, my father used to say. (laughs) Now, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose one and two immediate pleasure and avoidance of immediate pain? Or are you going to choose long term happiness and take the pain as an austerity? Never mind. If you can do that, you'll break the habit. So you have to convince your intellect regarding three and four and look one and two in the face. This is why. I am not changing. This is the stark reality. So, this repeated contemplation will help you break that habit. Let us understand the habit loop. Let us say, you came back home from office and you were feeling drained. And oppressed. As a form of relief, you sat on your sofa before the TV and for a little enjoyment, you took a cheese sandwich with a coffee. The consequence was that you experienced a certain amount of mental relief and sensual pleasure. Now, let's say. You repeated this behavior for a month. What was the consequence? Your mind created a habit chain. Now the moment you come and sit on the sofa, this acts as a trigger for the brain. And the brain then performs the action of creating the desire for coffee and cheese and the enjoyment of the television. And when you indulge in it, the reward is the little pleasure that the brain gets. That pleasure solidifies the habit and makes the habit loop stronger in the mind. This is how the brain works. Whenever you wish to do any activity, the brain fires up neurons in the sensory motor region, the neocortex, the prefrontal cortex. However, the brain has a self-programming ability. When it sees something is getting repeated, it creates shortcuts for it and stores them in the basal ganglia. That is why repetition makes something easier and easier and easier. In other words, the naturality comes. This is the habit-forming nature of the brain. Social scientists studied why some families develop the habit of fast foods. And they found that when the fast food joint McDonald's moved into the neighborhood, they first went to try it out. However, the taste of the food was the reward for the repetition of the action. And when they started doing it again and again and again, the mere looking at McDonald's served as a trigger to the brain to create the desire for fast food. and indulgence in it provided the reward for the brain thereby making the habit deeper and deeper. In fact, scientists have discovered that even after surgeries on the brain habitual patterns don't change. Yet, there is hope. It was also found that when this fast food joint was moved out from the neighborhood, within a year or two, that habit died away. Hence, our brain is neuroplastic. We can either neglect it and allow bad habits to get established, or we can control it and adorn ourselves with powerful habits when you see somebody with great discipline and self-control you look and wonder how did this person get there it was all a question of struggling hard in the beginning to establish some good habits so this is how it works whenever we do something at first We are consciously incompetent. From there we move to the stage of conscious competence. And from there we move to the stage of unconscious competence. Thus, the secret of progress then, is to exert yourself initially towards good behaviour until the naturality comes. And once the habit is established, that good behavior comes to us as a second nature. This is the power of habits.